Good morning, church family. It's good to be with you today, uh, this uh, Lord's Day. It's a blessing to be able to uh, use the technology to be able to bring us together to share in this time. Um, I hope you uh, got a chance to do our um, congregational assessment that we're going through. Uh, Mark Frost shared some things earlier in our service uh, today regarding that. Uh, this is a season for us uh, to really be able to uh, contemplate and think a little bit about uh, what God is calling us as a church family to be uh, in this place and at this time. Uh, sometimes we don't uh, spend enough time just uh, reflecting and thinking about the Spirit's call for us. Uh, we're praying diligently about the Spirit's call for a man of God to come and work with us. And I think it's also important for us to be thinking about what God is calling us to do as a church family. And so this uh, um, tool that we're using, uh, this survey, is uh, to help give us some information uh, from your perspective uh, so that we can draw that together as a church family as we prepare uh, for this new adventure. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that have been going on in our day and time. Uh, that leads to distractions for us. Um, think about the amount of uh, social media and uh, news that you may see. Uh, there are uh, needs that you may have that uh, distract you, uh, that keep you maybe from being focused on what God really desires for you in your life. Uh, this morning, we're going to spend some time in Ephesians chapter 1. And I want to share with you uh, the message that Paul shared with the church there in Ephesus about the things that he felt that he wanted to be praying for them, that they would be able to um, receive those things from God. And I think those prayers are things that for us today uh, are very uh, true and very uh, present in this time for us. So I hope that uh, you'll... Uh, if you have your Bibles, that you'll be turning over to Ephesians chapter 1, and uh, we're going to begin there in verse 15 and uh, reading through verse 23. I'd like to read that entirety for us uh, to give us the context. Paul says, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. 
This morning, there's uh, four things that I want to share from this passage that uh, Paul prays for the church at Ephesus. And I believe that we should be praying for us today uh, in this um, time. Verse 17, Paul says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. We need to know God better. We need to understand his uh, desires, his commands, uh, his um, promises that he has brought to us and given us. Because knowing God better helps us to be more like him as we live and walk in this life. Over in uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 through 24, Jeremiah wrote the words of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise man boast of his wisdom, or the strong man boast of his strength, or the rich man boast of his riches. But let him who boasts boast about this, that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord who exercise kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. You know, it's not uh, how educated we are, or how powerful we are, how popular we are. As he says in this, how wise the wisdom that we may have, or the physical strength that we may exhibit, or even the riches that we have attained. A lot of things that this world searches to obtain and to experience and to know is not what God is about. I, I, I just worry that we get caught up so much in this world that we get distracted. And that distraction keeps us from really knowing God and who he is. Jeremiah says, from the words of the Lord, that I am the Lord who exercise kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For these I delight, declares the Lord. A lot of times we try to attain our own righteousness. We try to obtain our own justice. Uh, those things need to be God's justice and righteousness. We need to exhibit and live that life of kindness that God exhibits in his characteristics and in his nature. And as we know him, we can have that become a part of our nature as well. So the first thing that Paul prays for is that they will know God better. And I pray that you also will know God better. The second thing finds in uh, verse 18. Paul says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Our world today needs hope. We as individuals need hope. God has called us to a hope through Jesus Christ. And Paul wants them to know that just like he wants us to know it as well. I like the phrase that uh, he prays that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Our physical eyes uh, get us in a lot of trouble. 
They cause us to seek out things that uh, may appear and look physically good, but do not provide the spiritual needs that we have in our life. Uh, we get a false sense of security in our riches or in the things that we have obtained. And uh, those things uh, are not the things that will give us the hope that we have been called. It's only in Jesus, whenever we open the eyes of our heart. Uh, Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. As we seek out that purity in our life and as we seek out to experience the truth that God has for us, then through our faith, we're able to experience the hope for which he has called us. Over in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18, Paul writes to the church there, Therefore do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. We need to open up the eyes of our heart. We need to see the world and see people as God sees them. We so often uh, see the things that are temporary and think of them as being uh, real and tangible and lasting forever because we experience them with our physical senses. We need to heighten our spiritual senses to be able to have the awareness, to see uh, the spirit and, uh, at work in our lives and in the lives of those around us, and to be able to see by faith what God has called us to that hope of not experiencing uh, the dominion of Satan that has rule in this world, but to be able to experience the dominion of God who rules over all. So second thing, Paul wants us to know this hope that we are called with, and it'll require us to be looking uh, with spiritual eyes. The uh, third thing is found in verse 18. Paul, as he continues there, he says that you may know the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saint. Inheritance is something that um, a lot of people in this world get concerned about. Um, it causes a lot of difficulties in families. Uh, someone may die and uh, others in the family begin to fight over uh, the things that are here from an inheritance perspective. Uh, people sue, they go into court, uh, they uh, are so concerned about being able to get a hold of uh, those things that uh, they want to inherit from a physically physical perspective. But the inheritance that God and Paul are talking about here is an inheritance that um, is, is beyond imagine, I think, for us. 
It's very difficult for us as we think about that inheritance to really be able to fully grasp what it was. Paul and the, uh, John in the book of Revelation tries to give us some insight into that new heaven and new earth. And even his description um, is uh, difficult for us to grasp what that will actually be like and how we experience. A lot of people spend a lot of time uh, thinking and contemplating about what it will be like uh, when we experience that. Peter in First uh, Peter chapter 1 verses 3 and 4 gives some insight. He says, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. That uh, inheritance that is there awaiting uh, us is beyond what we can even hope for or imagine. And it is not like the things of this world where uh, moth and rust destroy, but it is everlasting and it is kept for us there in heaven. And Paul wants us, just like he did the church in Ephesus, to be reminded of what awaits us. That hope leads to this uh, reminder of the inheritance that God has prepared for us. The uh, fourth thing that um, Paul says that he wants us to know is found in verse 19, that you may know his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Next uh, Sunday will be Palm Sunday. This season of the year is a time uh, when we will celebrate Easter and be reminded of the sacrifice that Jesus gave for us. But that sacrifice uh, didn't end on Friday. Sunday uh, was coming. And Sunday, the resurrection day, that resurrection of Christ from the dead leads to the resurrection power that Paul says is at work in us today. That same power that God exerted in raising up Christ from the dead is the power that is at work within us. That resurrection power is uh, through the Spirit living within us uh, working, God is able to work with the same strength and majesty that occurred on that Sunday morning when the tomb was empty. And so, you know, as you go through this season, I hope that the resurrection will be not only real for you from the extent of uh, having the, uh, you know, fullness and, and the awareness and faith and belief in what occurred on that Sunday, but you will also experience the power that 
Paul says is at work within each of us as believers uh, in the faith that we have. The resurrection power, his incomparable great power for those who believe. Paul also talked to the Philippian church about this as well in chapter 3 uh, in verse 10. He says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to obtain to the resurrection from the dead. Paul says, I want to know Christ. Can you say that today? I want to know Christ. You know, sometimes saying it out loud is uh, affirming because not only does it come out of our mouths, but it comes back into our ears. So we're able to get that affirmation of the words that we say and to believe them to be truth. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. That experiencing that power is as Paul was talking uh, earlier about how it's an unseen thing. It's eternal. It's not temporary. It's being able to share and know it in our life. So the fourth thing that um, Paul gives us here is praying that we will know Christ and the resurrection power to know that power and experience it within our lives. Paul there in Ephesians before he, um, I mean in uh, Philippians, there in chapter three, before this uh, verse 10, um, up in verses uh, seven through eight, he uh, shares about the contrast between the things of this world and Christ and what it means to kind of know Christ. He talks about whatever it was to my prophet, uh, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What more, I consider everything a loss compared to knowing the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus and for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I might gain Christ. I ask you today to think about what is it that is your profit? What is your everything in this world? And are those things rubbish compared to knowing Christ? There's, there's a lot of things that want our attention and want our heart's desire. Things that appear good, things that are good. I mean, Paul talk, talked about uh, here earlier in chapter three about you know him being circumcised on the eighth day, the people of Israel, tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews in regard to the law of Pharisees, zeal, he was persecuting the church. Um, those things were good from uh, Paul's perspective. They were things that were he was doing because of his love and faith in God. But all those things were rubbish. Those good things were not important compared to knowing Christ. 
I think it's important for us to be simple in our faith, to not make it complicated. We have a tendency in our world, as Jimmy talked about, sometimes to make things complex. Um, following and knowing Christ is simple. Uh, as Jesus said, you know, become like children to be able to know and experience his love. So four things that um, Paul gives us here. First one, so that you may know God better. Second one, so that you will know the hope to which he has called you. Third, know that we have a glorious inheritance. And fourth, pray that we will know Christ and the resurrection power. Those things, I think, are, are strong tenets for us to uh, in, take into our hearts, take into our lives, and to remind ourselves that God is glorious. God is the Father, as he declared in Jeremiah. So for you to take away this morning, I want to finish up in uh, Philippians chapter 3 with uh, verses 12 through 14. Uh, Paul, after he talks about knowing Christ, he talks about kind of the application. What do you do with these things that you know and experience? How do you take them and live in your life? Verse 12, not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul kind of takes... Um, these things we've been talking about this morning and wraps them into a forward-looking focus for his life and I think for our lives as well. Forgetting what is behind, not allowing those things that are from our past, those things that have Satan has used to take us captive and to control us, to be able to lay aside those things to put behind the sin that has caused us to stumble and fall and to look forward, to press forward, to strive for the goal that we've been called to. That glorious hope, that inheritance, uh, that is what Paul is wanting his life to be focused on. And I think that's what he wants us to be focused on as well. So my prayer, uh, for you this morning is as Paul's prayer, that these truths will become uh, embedded in your heart, that your eyes will be enlightened, that you'll be able to see and experience and know God and to know Christ and to have that hope and to understand the glorious inheritance that is in front of us and that the resurrection power the power that raised Christ from the dead is at work uh, within your life today.
and that will lead you to focus and move forward uh, as you press forward towards that goal. I pray the Word of God will touch your heart and that uh, it will bring you closer to Him. Uh, I also pray that uh, if, if there's a need in your life, I know as we worship virtually, it may seem difficult to find someone to talk to, but just reach out to us. Uh, contact the church office. Uh, let us know the things that we can do to help you in your spiritual walk, uh, to be able to um, minister uh, to you in, in a way that God has called. So may God bless your week.